Hey, hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Today podcast, and I am your host, Emma Title. And I'm so psyched to be here with you. And as you know, in this month of June, I'm going a little bit rogue on the podcast. So if you can tell, I've got no editing, no fancy intro or outro music. It's just me and you and the microphone and this moment right here. And that's why I love this medium, because we can just jump in and be together and have this conversation. And whenever I'm recording, I'm just thinking about you and I'm thinking about where you might be in your day in this moment and everything you might be grappling with and struggling with and you know, really trying to get your head and heart and hands around in this moment. And so wherever you're at, I just want you to know that you're not alone and I'm here with you and I am human and a woman and going through it all myself in my own ways. And so my intention with today going a little bit off script and a little bit rogue is to talk about what I am perceiving as a very chaotic time right now. And I'm hoping that some of what I have to share today, it'll be short and sweet, can help you and just give you some good doses of reminders or inspiration to keep going with whatever your level of chaos and overwhelm might look like right now. So I don't know about you all, but in my own life, things are nutty and the people around me are going through a lot. My clients are going through a lot. And when I look around at the world, it just feels like things are on 10x speed and things are really overwhelming right now. And I have a lot of different theories about this. I think maybe I'll just keep my theory brief and short, but basically what I'm witnessing and observing in my life, the people around me, the greater collective, is that this past year of the COVID pandemic, and especially in the United States with things being so shut down and locked down, and I know that there are many other countries right now in Canada and Europe where things are still shut down in many ways, Uh, But in the U.S. here, we're really starting to open up. Businesses are full throttle. People are making plans. Social calendars are filling up. And with that return, like after spending a year of such um, intensity in enclosed, introverted, more cut off, less social, more protective spaces, I think there's a lot of pent up energy and backlog. And as a result of that, things are kind of like a crazy fire hose right now. That's the metaphor I've been using a lot. So there's like, it was a very still contracted, intense, deep contracted time. And now it's kind of like an explosion. And for some people, depending on our constitution, that's feeling good. And for others, it's feeling scary and overwhelming and daunting and anxiety levels are high. So that's my theory about some of what's going on right now. There's a lot of other dimensions, um, but with that playing out, there's a lot of change. So I'm supporting people who are going through divorce after 20 years, people who are moving states, moving countries, moving homes. I myself um, am moving homes right now, as I've shared with some of you. And there is a lot of reinvention. People are leaving jobs, starting jobs, starting businesses, closing businesses, becoming parents. And all of these things are, you know, they're always going on in the human life cycle and culture and society. But I think right now, COVID, the pandemic, the social and political disruption kind of gave us all some time and space to pause and reevaluate and reconfigure our lives. And as a result, there's a lot of change right now. And that change is sometimes positive, sometimes, you know, self-generated things that we've been craving, goals we've been going after, and other times 
it's things that are happening that we would not have chosen for ourselves and we're really having to step up to the plate and meet the intensity of these upheavals and disruptions and losses you know with our best and it's really not what we would have chosen for ourselves so wherever you're at on that spectrum just know that i've got a lot of compassion coming at you and i know it's not easy especially when things are happening against our will okay so given all of that i wanted to talk about the concepts of destruction and creation today and I first learned about this concept, I'm so grateful, it was actually in my late adolescence when I started studying yoga very intensively. And yoga, it's an amazing physical movement form, but if you go deep into the spiritual and philosophical aspects of it, it's just a vast sea of wisdom and I could spend my whole life studying all the different parts of yoga. And so when I really started reading the philosophy and understanding more of everything behind the systems of yoga is where I was first introduced to this concept of creation and destruction. And it's it's essentially, to put it quite simply, is a universal law that to be alive, to be participating in earthly life, to be uh, you know, a pawn in the great game or the scheme of life, however you want to view it, is that we cannot avoid things being created and things being destroyed. It's happening all the time. And some would even say it's happening in equal measure. Like we can never get out. We can never have more creation and less destruction or more destruction and less creation. They're actually equal forces that operate in tandem all the time. And in our lives, sometimes we might be more attuned to, wow, so much is creating, so much is good, so much is feeling like it's manifesting or fulfilling itself right now. Um, And at other times we might be super focused on, oh my God, everything's unraveling, everything's falling apart, things are getting destroyed that I care about. But if we look closer, actually both are going on all the time simultaneously. Um, But sometimes our focus is more attuned to one or the other. So I want to offer you three user-friendly, super practical, and somewhat simple ways of working with your own mind as you might be dealing with whatever transitions, chaos, you know, creation, destruction, whatever you might be involved in right now. And so the first concept is to take a bird's eye view on the situation. And the way I like to think about this is for a moment, if you could imagine that you were not the one living through the specific circumstances of your life or experiencing the intensity of what you're going through, but instead you imagined yourself as a loving, trusting all-knowing witness and presence that was observing the situation that you find yourself in, what might you see differently about the circumstance? If you were observing in this way, what would you see as the purpose or the function of the hardship or the stress or the challenge that you're in? And so sometimes this can be hard to do, especially when we're in the thick of it, feeling really overwhelmed, really maxed out, maybe really even sorry for ourselves, which is totally okay and a normal part of being human. But I think doing this exercise of some people call it the bird's eye view or the 10,000 foot view or the 30,000 foot view, where it's like, let's get out from underneath the pummeling or the, you know, just feeling like a tiny ant in a huge world and really overwhelmed and burdened. And let's see what is the greater play here? What is the dance? What is the game? What is the opportunity? 
And how can I potentially, with that new vision, that new insight and information, engage differently? The second opportunity I want to offer, a way of working with yourself, is to reflect on where you find yourself in the creation and destruction cycle and assess what might be needed for this moment. So for example, I am right now moving homes and so I'm currently in the process of packing, taking paintings off the wall, throwing stuff out, going through all the possessions and I am uncomfortable most of the time. Um, Moving, as many of you know, is considered one of life's top five or seven stressors and every time I move, I haven't moved in five years it really kicks up a lot of deep psychic material. It kicks up early attachment things, existential things, memory things, and it can set off an alarm in my brain that tells me, you know, are you sure you should be doing this? This is dangerous. This is bad. Stop. Um, And I really have to work with myself because I have to recognize that my parts of my brain, primal parts of my brain, are feeling really threatened by the change and by the destruction that's going on around me, the chaos, the dismantling of systems, the closing of uh, an era. And I have to constantly remind myself that the discomfort that I'm feeling in the chaos and in the destruction is short term and it's in the service of the creative potential that awaits me and my family on the other side. And I I think there's a really beautiful piece by Amish Tripathi, who's an Indian author. And he says, creation and destruction are the two ends of the same moment. And everything between the creation and the next destruction is the journey of life. And I find that so beautiful and so profound and so accurate. Because if I look at my life, if I take that 10,000 foot view... I see that all of life is these cycles. There's like creative times where big breakthroughs and uh, popping through and change and, oh my God, I wanted that for so long and now it's here happens. And then there's times of what I would call maintenance and stabilization where we get to live into, okay, this is my new reality or these are my circumstance or the routine is working or things, you know, it's sort of a stabilization plateau feeling. And then destruction comes again. Things get upended. Upheaval happens. Disruption occurs. And this disruption is essential in order to get to the next creative cycle. And so when we realize that this is life and there's no getting out of it, none of us are immune to it, we can't insulate ourselves from it, it starts to take on a different tone and a different flavor and we're more able to embrace the journey of it all because we're either creating destroying or something in between doing life stabilization maintenance and awaiting the next one (laughs) and it's kind of funny when we can think about it from that broader perspective okay and that leads me to the third way of relating to whatever you might be going through right now whatever version of chaos is um and this actually, I, so I was recently listening to an interview with Lisa Bilyeu, who was interviewing Alexi Panos. And Alexi was talking about this concept of viewing life as a ride. And she was talking about how a ride, we're on this ride and we can't stop the ride. So at some point, the ride will end, and that is death. And none of us know when death is coming. We don't get that privilege in this life. And yet we're on this ride that we can't stop. 
but we do have choice and we do have the capacity to influence how we relate to the ride. So I loved this conversation and this metaphor because for me, for example, right now, the ride is feeling too fast, too intense, too chaotic, too unhinged. Um, I'm a planner. I like structure. I like consistency. I like routine. And I am getting hit with so many curveballs and unexpected surprises right now. It's, it's almost comical. And so I would never willfully choose the chaos that's going on right now. My, my ego identity, my, my brain, I would never choose this level of chaos. But when I try on the perspective that Alexi's talking about of this is all a ride, somehow it sort of liberates me and pops me out of my own resistance and my own fear around all of it. And instead, it shifts me into inspiration and into curiosity about how do I get more creative about my own free will and the ways that I can influence and participate with the ride. So a question for you, if we take on this concept of life as a ride, is if you knew the ride could not be stopped, but that you did have the power to influence your state of being on the ride, would you do anything different right now? And just sit with that. Maybe it's yes, maybe it's no. Maybe you need to chew on that question for a while. But if you knew like there was no getting out of this ride until it's our time to end this life, what would you do differently right now? Does that help you resist your circumstances a little less? Does it spark curiosity? Does it get you thinking in a new way? So... I hope this was helpful. I know, again, it's a little off the cuff here, but I want to just review the concepts again. So it's taking the bird's eye view of the situation and how would you see the situation differently or what would the purpose or the function of the situation you're in be for? The second one is to reflect on where you're at in the creative and destructive cycle and what do you need for this moment? What do you need for where you're at on the cycle? And does even just remembering that there is a creative and destructive cycle always operating, does that help to ease something? And then the third concept is what would it be like to view life as a ride that we can't get off of? And if, and if we can't get off of this ride, but we do have choice around how we participate and how we engage with the ride, would we do anything differently right now? All right. Thanks so much for listening. It's always such a joy and an honor to connect with you in this way. And I'm sending my heartfelt best to you for wherever you're at on the journey. And I look forward to connecting next time.